0: All right, Jim Nance, thanks for the introduction there, as always. And Aaron Rodgers, the topic of this podcast. And listen, we're going to cover the loss and how crazy that was, of course, at Lambeau Field. Coming down the stretch, they couldn't get it done late in the game. There were some questionable calls, at the very least, from the young coach, Matt LaFleur, who, if we remember, this is his first head coaching gig. And at the time, two years ago, when he was hired, it was right as Aaron Rodgers had an injury the last week of the season, he was not asked publicly to address the hiring of Matt LaFleur, at least by local media and basically by media in general. So what I was hearing from all kinds of networks that week, and this is what we're going to get into here, I was hearing nothing. People were pontificating, right? Hosts of these shows were saying, well, we don't think Aaron Rodgers thinks this or maybe he thinks this or that of Matt LaFleur. He's a young coach. What are you going to do? I was fed up with it. I needed to find some answers. So I flew out. I'm in D.C. I flew all the way out to Pebble Beach for just the weekend and took red-eye flights there and back. Had to be at work on Friday, at work back on Monday. And I needed to get an answer, and I got the first public comments. That's part of the reason why I'm posting this podcast. These are the first audio comments from Aaron Rodgers on what his initial thoughts were on Matt LaFleur being hired by management. So he talks about his trust in Mark Murphy, in Brian Gutekunst, general manager there at the Green Bay Packers, in management. He talks about that trust. Obviously now here we are after a massive NFC Championship loss for them at home. That trust seems to be shredded quite a bit. I mean, look at the beat writers for the Green Bay Packers. Matt Schneidman, who is with The Athletic, says that Aaron Rodgers said his future is uncertain. He tweeted this. He doesn't just say that to say it. That means he doesn't know if he'll be Packers quarterback next season. There are so many question marks, of course. that was. This is all based on what Aaron said, right? In the post-game presser, he said a lot of people's Future is uncertain, mine included. So, listen, there's doubt. He's casting doubt himself over what his future is. Of course, he's got a contract for three more years, but he is putting doubt himself over what is going to happen here in this immediate future. There was, uh, gosh, I was yelling at the TV. I could not believe the call by Matt LaFleur to not go for it on fourth and eight. They need to score a touchdown, two-point conversion, a tie. There's barely two minutes left, and you give the ball to Tom Brady after a field goal. They were not on the same page. Seems a little strange, doesn't it, that – Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur were not on the same page there having four shots at it. In Matt LaFleur's mind, he said afterwards he was thinking they had three. They didn't gain yardage, and they would have to go for the field goal. He would just have four times to stop the clock with a two-minute warning. So anyway, bottom line is that there was a crisis of decision-making here. There was a A disconnect between Rodgers and Lafleur, so we'll see where this goes. But either way, I just want to make sure we set the record straight here that he did say, Aaron Rodgers did tell me, answering my questions there at Pebble Beach two years ago exactly, what his initial thoughts were on the hiring of Lafleur, his thoughts on management, and his trust at the time in management. And it seems, based on his comments here after the loss, that there may be a change there. Either way, I know this sounds heavy. It sounds okay, newsy. This is interesting stuff. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers is an unbelievable player. And on the golf course, this podcast, as you'll see here, um, the stories behind the scenes with Aaron at Pebble Beach. I've spent, I've been lucky in 2013, 2016, and 2019 to be able to walk these fairways and interview him afterwards, talk to people in his groups, talk to kids who he spent time with. Um, at Monterey Peninsula Country Club and many other places as he's walking, signing autographs, of course, uh, the the impact he's had on a lot of these people at this tournament, Uh, and just how much he loves to make fun of himself, too, when he's playing out there at Pebble Beach. So listen, there's a lot of depth to this, so stick with me on this podcast. Of course, we're going to get into these quotes from Aaron Rodgers here um, in the podcast as well. So anyway... Hope you enjoy it, and there's a lot to kind of take away from it, but either way, it's been an eventful kind of uh, last few days, last few hours uh, in the Packers organization. And before we get to that i want to talk about my sponsor encore golf listen they've got a great golf we got to try out the elixir it's a golf digest hot list gold winner the elixir tour ball expertly crafted it's designed for all golfers whether you're an amateur player you're playing on the weekends whether you're an elite player scratch golfer or better this is designed for both of y'all for everybody right maximum velocity and distance But it also has a cast urethane cover that delivers a soft, pure feel off the club face. That's what we want, especially around the greens with chipping and with the short game. So it really has a great combination of greenside control, durability, and first-class performance. So check out Encore Golf, the Elixir golf ball. I'm also playing the Vero X1 golf ball, which I love. Check them out on Instagram. It's at Encore Golf. On Twitter, Encore Golf as well. Golf ball, I think you're really going to enjoy, so check it out. Encore Golf. Before we get going on this, Aaron Rodgers is so good with people. I have to say that first. When I met him in 2013 at the at t Pebble Beach Tournament, it was actually at Spyglass Hill. I was doing a story on him for the USA Today Sports Network, and he was finishing up an interview with Scott Osler, and of course, Scott Osler is a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, so he's a Bay Area guy. Of course, as we know, Aaron Rodgers is a Northern California guy, so they had... Talked to each other many times in the past, and there was just such a, a, a joking, fun side of both of them. And he left Scott Osler laughing and chuckling like crazy. I was like, "What is going on?" And like for me, I had never met this guy. He's a Super Bowl champion from just a year and a half before, and here's Scott Osler, this uh, usually you know, columnist or cynical and, and and whatnot. But this guy was just laughing like crazy, couldn't contain himself as he walked away. So that was my introduction. Aaron's got a smile on his face as Scott walks away, and I go, Aaron, how's it going? Garrett Johnston. great introduction, and Aaron couldn't have been any nicer. We spoke for about 10 minutes, and just very um, upfront about it. At the time, uh, there were some players that, that I asked him about on the team, and, and just kind of where the team was gelling, where he felt everybody was at the time. And, of course, we talked about golf. He had to, and, and that's a great passion for Aaron. And, listen, 2016 was the second time I met him. It was Wednesday, all right? Pebble Beach seventh hole, the million-dollar hole-in-one for charity presented by Facebook. All the celebrities, top shell. We're talking Justin Timberlake, Aaron Rodgers, Bill Murray, the top people in the game were all there. Jim Nance, it was on CBS Sports Network, and Jim Nance was calling, announcing each player trying to hit their shots on that 100-yard, 107-yard par-3, right, <laughs> for charity. Aaron Rodgers gets up to the tee. It was 24 out of 32 celebrities, okay? He gets up. He had already been waiting forever, right, in a cold, blustery Wednesday afternoon on the cliffs, the far end of Pebble Beach. And so Jim Nance, who had called the Hail Mary earlier that year, the miracle in Motown. Remember that win against Detroit? We're at the buzzer December 3rd. A do or die Hail Mary. They were down 23-21. He was on his own 35-yard line. He had almost gotten sacked last play of the game, and he pulled off that amazing, Hail Mary to Richard Rodgers in the end zone. It was just unbelievable. Nance was on that call. So what he did is he kind of impersonated that call (laughs) right before Aaron hit his tee shot. And it was crazy. Aaron's just like looking around. You know that smile on his face. He's like, what is going on? It's as if this guy's got to put more pressure on me. I talked with Aaron afterwards. He's like, gosh, what is Nance doing here? Anyway, what does Aaron Rodgers end up doing there? Immediately after that amazing introduction by Jim Nance, he tops the ball on a hundred-yard par three. It's at thirty yards. Are you kidding me? Of course, any of us in that position—that's how golf is, right? If you get psyched up and talked up, of course you're gonna you're gonna struggle, top it, what what have you in that case. So anyway, it was cool to see that from from Aaron, and also too, I spoke with him after, and he did say that being inside the ropes. With Bill Murray and telling jokes, that's what makes this tournament special. And I think it's really cool perspective that here you have a superstar like Aaron Rodgers that he would look at someone like Bill Murray and realize, wow, this guy, think about it, Aaron Rodgers is 32 years old. He would have grown up when Bill Murray was in Scrooged and What About Bob and all these classic movies of the 80s and 90s. So it's very cool that he can kind of step out and see how important it is and just how fun it is to be at Pebble and how it's not really just about him, right? He can look... At the bigger picture and appreciate that for what it is. So I thought that was really cool. Um, later that week, Spyglass Hill. Of course, he played his first round there, and I remember all these people from KNBR, local um, radio, local TV. Everybody was asking him about the team, and he, he at a certain point he's like, "Hey, listen, I don't want to talk about football. I'm all about golf this week, guys. So thanks." And he kind of kind of put the put the shoulder up in that way. And you know what? Like I understood he did that. I get it. So the next day, I went to Monterey Peninsula Country Club. You want to know how many media followed him way to the far end of that country club? Listen, you got to take shuttles to get from one to the clubhouse to all over the place. So I was the only person there, the only media member following Aaron that day. And what was really cool is just seeing him interact with fans like Noah Herbisky, who I wrote about this for USA Today Sports Network. You can read it online. Noah Herbisky was 11 years old. His family is from Green Bay. And he told aaron that they have the same birthday right <laughs> december 2nd and noah said afterwards he told me it was his life's goal to be able to tell that to his hero to tell that to aaron rogers think about that if you're 11 years old how cool that would have been to walk those fairways and to get to talk to aaron meet him of course he was in his aaron rogers jersey they had a hug his mom noah's mom uh took a picture of them and i remember after her t- taking a picture aaron walked away And she just was overcome by emotion. She started crying tears of joy, right? But just for her son and how cool of a moment that they would remember that for the rest of her life is what she told me afterwards. It's just how cool is that, right? You have to take stock of those moments as they happen. And here's the best part of it. Aaron Rodgers understood what that meant to them. He says, "I know. This is what he told me in a quote. I know. I heard. I heard Noah. I think it was awesome that he told me that uh, December second was our shared birthday. He said those are the fun moments, the fun memories. I remember being a kid. I would have been really nervous trying to talk to Joe Montana or Jerry Rice. So it's fun for me to interact with these kids, to interact with them. Hey." If that's that's not good perspective, you tell me what is, all right? This is a superstar, right? Listen, I'm not trying to talk him up too much, but this is the real thing. The funny thing about this, though, (laughs) he was paired with all-time Bears, Chicago sports fan, Chris O'Donnell, the actor, and he said, here's the thing about Aaron, unfortunately, a great guy. This is what Chris told me afterwards, but... He is a great guy, but as a Bears fan, it just irritates me, (laughs) right? Anyway, it was just hilarious to hear that from Chris O'Donnell. But anyway, uh, as we wrap up here, I'll get to Aaron Rodgers here in just a second. Later that week, Saturday at Pebble Beach 2016, on the first hole, Larry Fitzgerald's playing Pebble Beach for the first time, okay? Can you you imagine that? Even a celebrity, how cool this opportunity it was for him. He's playing Pebble Beach. Aaron Rodgers is in the group behind him. So Larry finishes the first hole. He's on the second tee. Lo and behold, he's got to look behind him like, what is going on? I got something. Aaron Rodgers hits his second shot behind so badly to the right that it's behind the second tee box. And he's got to chip over Larry Fitzgerald and his partner, Kevin Streelman, who are on the tee. They have to move out of the way on the second tee box just so Aaron has room to get and try to chip towards the first green. Unbelievable how that worked, the exchange they had between those players. Of course, now remember, Larry Fitzgerald's uh, Arizona Cardinals had beaten Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, just a couple weeks before in the playoffs. That was another Hail Mary event where (laughs) Rodgers was able to get them to overtime with a Hail Mary, but then Larry Fitzgerald had a huge reception that got them ultimately set up um, in overtime, got them the win. So, hey, just funny to see that, though, (laughs) the back and forth they had on the course uh, and just the joking uh, side of both of them. Well, to clarify, the very beginning of this interview, the answer that Aaron Rodgers is talking about, he's discussing his playing partner, Ho Sung Choi, of course, the YouTube sensation for his crazy swing and all the moves that he does, uh, a little extracurricular action. So that is how he starts this off. We're going to get it to here on Beyond the Clubhouse, Aaron Rodgers chatting with me and a couple local reporters at Pebble Beach in 2019, right after the hiring of Matt LaFleur. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh,
1: he's a, just a super, super guy. We had him over to the house last night. Him and his family. We um, just had a blast. Like, there's obviously a little bit uh, lost in translation with the language barrier. But, you know, he had his uh, translator there, and we just had a blast. I mean, he's a, he's a great guy. I think it's great for the tournament and for golf. I mean, obviously his swing gets a lot of attention, but you know, he's a good player. You know, it was tough conditions out there. Him and Jerry both struggled today. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a super guy, and it was a lot of fun to play with him. Perfect. What is the back
0: story with the Pebble Beachy shirts?
1: Uh, well, it was just the, the Twitter. You know, I I saw that the ATT gave him an exemption, and then I sent a message saying I wanted to play with him really badly. And then I saw Aaron, How did back the loss of
0: the him. mustache affect your play today?
1: <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> sure.
0: uh, Freddie Mercury's happy.
1: But um, then his response back, he hit a ball and looked to the camera and said, you know, my name, I'll see you at Pebble Beachy. <laughs> and we love that. And so Danica decided to make some uh, some sweatshirts, and the girls were wearing them before it got winter out here. But... Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Great week, always is, but especially fun with Hosung and, and Jerry. Thanks, oh, guys. almost
0: fr- fell over there on number four <laughs> green or five green. You were you were taking It with three. Your it was yeah. No, yeah.
1: What's
0: that about? I uh, don't you know.
1: He's a, he's he's just such a you know funny guy, and he didn't realize how steep that bunker was. I mean, he probably would have taken a pretty good tumble there. But uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, he's a great guy. The crowds really, especially out here today, they loved him, and he was enjoying it. I think a lot.
0: You know, how did you first got to meet him
1: met him on the first tee at uh, at Monterey on Thursday. And yet you had him
0: over at the house already?
1: Of course you know we really wanted to make him feel feel welcome here this tournament and our group and um, although Chris decided not to come uh, he had previous engagements I guess um, the eight of us you know Danica and I Jerry and his wife Eric and his wife and, and Jerry's caddy Eric and his wife all stay together and we wanted to, we usually have a big thing on Friday and wanted to make sure he felt welcome and he came over with his kids and his wife and translator and his manager and his kids were singing and and we were uh, you know having some uh, Mexican food and margaritas and he had a blast and just a great uh, great week great night last night and a lot of fun playing with him
0: have you heard anything about coach LaFleur's short game or his golf game in general and he uh...
1: he told me that uh, he doesn't know any great coach it's a single handicap so (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't think he's a, he's a single handicap, but uh, I'm excited about getting back out there in a couple months.
0: And last thought for me, what's his overall thought on, on having a coach there? I mean, I don't think it'll be his uh, it next chapter coming up with him at the helm.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a new chapter for Green Bay. We've had the you know same coach for 13 years and same system, so be to, uh, as difficult as change can be at times, uh, usually it usually works out pretty good when you have the right type of leadership. And I trust Mark Murphy and Brian. Utico is our GM, and, uh, you know, the, the guys that police the locker room, and I'm excited about the, uh, the future in Green Bay. One question about uh, choice wing. Uh, when it's so unorthodox like that, does that have an effect on the rest of you guys playing? With no, I don't think so. I mean, my game this time of year is pretty bad, so there's nothing that can, okay. they can, they can affect the negative it negatively you know, he Ball over the guy, up, up the and, but he usually stays where you come back to, on most of his uh, mid iron and
0: two iron shots. <laughs> hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well, there it is. Plain and simple. He was excited about his future in Green Bay. Well, how does he feel now? That is the million dollar question. And honestly, a lot of it's been answered. And the beat writers for the Green Bay Packers have been very astute with their observations about this. On Twitter, Matt Schneidman said he's the beat writer for The Athletic, covering the Packers. He said last year's NFC Championship game, Aaron Rodgers had a different feel to how he answered questions and talked about the future. This year, you're hearing a lot of the words finality. You're hearing the words gutted, frustrated, different type of feel. And listen, these guys have the perspective. They've been in all of these press conferences and talked to Rodgers. They know he doesn't mince his words. He doesn't just throw things out. Like, hey, you know, my future here is uncertain, mine included. Hey, he doesn't just throw that out just to say it. There's a lot of depth to what's going on here. So either way, Aaron Rodgers, and listen, there's a bigger picture here, and I just have to say I really like what he brings to the table as a golfer when he gets out at Pebble Beach. There's so much uh, just a fun side to him. I think it's it's a lot of fun. But in the end, Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he's going to want to do. And either way, he is a fun person to follow on the golf course and to see who he interacts with, and how uh, how many laughs he can draw out of fans, writers, and everybody there on the property. He's definitely in his element. Sadly, there is no uh, pro am aspect to Pebble Beach this year, the AT and uh, Pebble Beach Pro Am, so he will not be there in his normal. Uh, capacity, along with so many other people, Um, you know Alex Smith and all those usuals, so we will not have him there, so we'll see. I mean, we may not see a comment from Aaron Rodgers for many, many months, and that's the thing. That's part of the reason why I covered the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am for many years, is I could talk to Alex Smith, talk to Aaron Rodgers, because beat writers would not have access. Remember, this is the week or two after their teams would have been eliminated. That's typically where it fits in the early part of February, so... This will be interesting to see how this plays out with Aaron and the Packers. Best of luck to both of them. They're great. I mean, obviously the Packers are an amazing organization, and of course Aaron Rodgers. I think one of the one of the funniest athletes and really most gifted pastors we've ever seen. Of course Tom Brady. Uh, tip of the hat to the uh, to the goat as well. But either way, thanks for Aaron Rodgers here from a couple years ago for joining me here and chatting on Beyond the Clubhouse, chatting about his thoughts, initial thoughts on Matt Lafleur. Hope you enjoyed it. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter, at Garrett. Follow the podcast at Beyond Clubhouse. Instagram, you've got at Garrett Golf is my handle, as well with the podcast at Beyond Clubhouse Podcast. We'll talk soon again here on Beyond the Clubhouse.